Hey mama, today on the podcast, I have Lauren Joyce from Healthy and Empowered Living joining me. We are chatting all things health, health goals, how we as busy mums can implement simple healthy habits like eating better, exercise, what to do when it feels like a chore or we don't have time or energy. I'm so excited. Lauren also shares her journey around how she came about helping mums with their health and how we can have a biblical view, a godly view of our health. So let's get into today's episode with Lauren Joyce from Healthy and Empowered Living. Hey mama, do you want to balance maintaining your home, cooking, cleaning, all the things you have to do as a stay-at-home mum whilst being present with your family? Do you find yourself up late at night scattered thinking about all the things you didn't get done and so need to do tomorrow? Is your greatest desire for your littles to know and love Jesus? Hey, I'm Elise. When I became a mum, I felt overwhelmed and wished that I could just stay on top of everything. I wanted to be there for my family and yet all these things still had to get done. I was worried that I would spend this time too busy and miss it. Until I found the secret, partnering with God even in our home life. In this podcast, you will find tactical tips for homemaking, help for your low-tox journey, as well as biblical parenting so that you will find God's joy and experience His peace in motherhood. Welcome to Wholesome Mama. It's time to go grab your cup of tea, reheat it because you know, and let's get into today's episode. Hey mama, if you've been thinking that it's about time that I remove the toxic chemicals from my home, but it sounds really overwhelming, it sounds expensive, and I don't know where to start, then the home detox method is for you. In this course, we are going to teach you how to remove toxic chemicals from your home in eight weeks or less. Because mama, let me tell you, having a non-toxic home is actually going to be a lot easier and a lot simpler than you think. It's time to start your low-tox journey so you can have a healthy home environment for your family. In this course, you will learn how to read ingredients and understand ingredient lists, learn how to recognize toxic chemicals and understand their risks, replace your own products with clean alternatives, and even make your own chemical-free products to save money. So if you are ready to be confident that you can avoid toxic chemicals at the shops, Understand ingredient lists were no longer tricked by clever marketing and were able to take back control of your family's health to improve sleep, energy, mood, and overall wholesome then I want you to go right now to wholesomemama.com, click on the home detox method. You can read all about it, see if it's for you, and come and join us because it is time that us as mums took back control of the products in our home without the overwhelm and without the overspend. So make sure you check out the link in the show notes for more. Welcome to the Wholesome Mama show, Lauren. I'm so excited to have you on today. Could you, just to get us started, share a little bit about you and how you came about helping mums with their health journey? Sure. Thank you so much for having me, Elise. It's such a pleasure to be here. Um, Like she said, my name is Lauren. I live in America. Um, with my husband of almost 10 years. And we have two sons who are currently six and four at the time of this recording. Um, I work as a healthy living and biblical mindset coach. um, But I like to say that my true passion is to be a Jesus loving encourager. Um, I help Christian moms become the healthiest version of themselves by breaking free from diet culture so they can experience a true confidence and live as the women that God created them to be. 
So that's kind of in a nutshell um, what I do. And if it's okay, Elise, I'd love to share just a little bit of, you know, my backstory with health and my testimony. Yeah, please do. Please share away. Okay. Awesome. Um, I feel like stories tell so much more than answering a lot of questions anyways. So I was thinking about, um, you know, what to kind of share. Um, and I realized that my testimony and, um, how I help mom with moms with health are actually very connected. Um, so I, you know, lived a relatively healthy life for the majority of my life. And I began my relationship with the Lord, um, you know, back in high school, but, you know, I got pretty distracted, you know, with life, um, having kids, getting married, moving to a different part of the country. You know, I still lived fairly healthy. I really started, um, I'm an avid runner. Um, and so I started doing marathons and things like that and worked full-time and all of the things. And one day I just realized how unhappy I was, I was doing all of these things, but I was really just feeling unhappy with myself. Um, and I really fell hardcore for this idea that I'd be happier if I, you know, I lost the baby weight or I got back in shape after so long away from running, or if I ate healthier, if I was more disciplined or, you know, whatever else you can think of, like I tried the dieting, the strict exercise plans. Um, but despite all of that, I was still like this emotional mess. You know, I was constantly yelling at my kids. I was dissatisfied with my marriage, like all the things, um, you know, at this point, I realized that, you know, the only thing I really hadn't tried was pursuing a deeper relationship with the Lord. And so at that point, I was like, I've tried all the things, what else am I going to do? And so I committed, um, I committed to getting up early every single morning and just reading my Bible. Like, that's all I did. And I did it when I didn't feel like it. And I did it when I didn't feel like anything was changing. And the funny thing is, eventually things did change. It was just a really slow process. You know, my heart began to shift um, and really soften. You know, my emotions settled. I really learned to adopt this new perspective about, you know, having a purpose for my life and that my identity is in Christ before it's in, um, you know, really before anything in my life, before my motherhood, before my health, before my marriage, any of those things, like my identity is in Christ first. And Um, you know, through that experience, I really just began to connect the dots of our health being physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and it requires effort in all of those areas in order to live this overall healthy life, right? And so as I, you know, really sought the Lord with this new perspective of health, I realized that there was this simpler way to live healthy that is, you know, far from being consumed with the guilt and the shame of, what so many women experience of the, the trying and the failing of the diets and the workout programs. Um, and so really, as I adopted these techniques that we'll kind of get into a little bit of mindful nutrition and joyful movement and spiritual growth, like I began to learn what it really meant to live as my healthiest self. Yeah. And then at that point, God really just started putting it on my heart to, to help others, to, to serve other women and to, Um, kind of teach them this. And it's funny though, God, uh, you know, often told me when he called me into coaching moms that, you know, with their health, that was almost always a way to get to something deeper in their hearts. Like it wasn't about their physical health, although that's what I help a lot of moms with. Like so often it 
is a deeper spiritual issue where God just wants more of them. He wants them closer. Thank you so much. That's, I think yeah. we could just stop the recording there and there's the episode done. <laughs> no, we're going to get into it. But <laughs> thank you so much for sharing. I think that that is, there's going to be so many mums who can absolutely re- relate to that, that they, they are a Christian um, or like they identify, yeah, I'm a Christian and they're doing all the things, but they're just not feeling like they're thriving. They're not, they're in survival mm-hmm. mode doing all the things. And so I love, and that's what I wanted to get you on the show about, because I think that it is so rare and special, I guess special is the word, that you have such a biblical foundation, like your relationship with Jesus. And um, that's the foundation that you have, that you Mm -hmm. use to coach other mums too, which Mm -hmm. is exactly why I wanted to get you on today to have this conversation with you so to get us started can you share a kind of a brief overview of what a biblical view of health is brief huh as brief I'll do I'll do my best (laughs) so yeah there's kind of three main concepts that I like to talk about when I'm talking about having this biblical view of health Um, and the first one is what I kind of touched on in my own personal testimony is, is that your identity is in Christ first and, um, that nothing about your health will ever change that or will ever, ever make you worthy or unworthy of God's love. Um, I think so often the world tries to define health as being a certain weight or being disciplined enough or super fit or whatever. And then that really feeds into that lie that success in those things is what makes us lovable or worthy of affection, right? Like we get caught up in that. And, you know, what I've experienced um, in my own life and in um, coaching the women that I've coached is that when your, your foundational beliefs, your motivation, your deeper, like drive, your why of why you want to get healthy is in your identity in Christ first. And you see yourself as a daughter of the King and worthy of his love, no matter, you know, whether you eat perfect or exercise every day or whatever, like when that is your foundation, um, everything else really just flows from there. That's kind of the first thing. The next one is, um, I like to say that, you know, as Paul says, I don't, I can't think of the reference, um, off the top of my head, but you know, grace doesn't give you the right to, to sin. I think it's in Romans, um, or in this case to like, not care about our health. So kind of to your point er earlier, like, what do you do when you realize, you know, okay, my identity is found in Christ, but, you know, I still know that I should be living healthier. Like what, how do you kind of mend that tension? And, and so that's where that idea of, you know, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, right? I like to take that a bit farther and say, you know, your body is a gift from God. Like we need to be taking care of the gift that he has for us. Um, and that's kind of a really big mindset shift to make. And, um, you know, as a Christian, and I'm sure at least you can agree with this as well. Like I believe that each of us do have a purpose here on this earth. And I think that our ability to carry out that purpose often depends on our ability to show up as our best selves, right? Like if you're exhausted all the time, you're not going to show up as your best, as the best mom that you can. Or if you're not prioritizing your mental health, like you're probably going to end up burnt out and overwhelmed in motherhood and marriage and anything else that you um, are trying to do, right? Like, even if God is calling you to do that right now, 
the question I always ask is, you know, are you able to do it to your best ability, like using what you know, right? The third one is stewardship and that idea of using what you know, because I love thinking about health and taking care of our bodies as being a good steward, um, like the parable, like the parable of the talents. Um, you know, Jesus tells his disciples that we are and that we are given a certain amount and we're expected to care for it, to use it wisely and then return it to the master in the end. Like that's kind of what that is about. And I think that hundred percent applies to our health um, because I believe, you know, just like we've just talked about with our bodies um, being a gift. So like the better that you're able to um, take care of it, um, you know, the, the more you're able to use it for the purpose that God has for you. Right. Um, but I, the key that I like to share here is when you're thinking about stewardship, um, you have to start where you are and grow from there. Like you only know what you know. So if you know how to make your healthiest choice and you don't, maybe you've not been a good steward in that moment. But if you don't know what the healthiest choice is, then how are you supposed to make those best choices, right? Like in the parable, it, it says, you know, he, he gives the one servant five and that servant goes and he doubles it and he gives the other one two and that servant goes and doubles it. But they both receive that accolade, like well done, good and faithful servant mm -hmm. because they took what they had and they did what they could with it. And I think that's exactly like, the perspective that we have to have about our health. Like it's not about being perfect. It's about doing what we can with what we're given. Right. Yeah. I love that. And How I was love... that for concise. <laughs> no, I love it. So good. So good. I yeah, can't take anything away. And I just want to go back to what you said about stewardship because mm -hmm. I completely agree. And I think that it's important to note too, because the world is like self-care, 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 self-care. And yeah, you need to take care of yourself, obviously, for the reasons that we have said that you need, you have a calling and a purpose, a God-given purpose on your life that you need to be in health to, to do. And, you know, there's, there's a lot, a lot to that, but I think to changing our mindset from self-care, which is focused on self. And I just kind of um, like I spoke about this on the podcast a while ago, but really got a new level of this revelation just as you were talking. I was just like, oh, I'll quickly share this. But self-stewardship is Christ-focused. It's God-focused. It's not, it's not about me. Like self-care is all, how can I fill my cup so that I feel good so that I can, mm -hmm. yes, you can't, you want to fill your cup, but you want to fill your cup with the Holy Spirit, not mm -hmm. with bubble baths and whatever. But stewardship is, mm -hmm. is focused on God and how can I keep my body well? How can I, quote unquote, fill my cup, mm -hmm. you know, by spending time in the word and by nourishing my body and being a steward mm -hmm. of it and so that I can mm -hmm. live out my purpose. So I, yeah, I loved Love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's so good. Can I add one more thing to that too? Because when you have that perspective, you know, it, it kind of renews that motivation that sometimes you're going to have to do the hard thing to mm. do the right thing, right? Like the, it, going back to the parable, like the, the one who had one, like he was so afraid to do anything with it right? Like he didn't want to do the hard thing and say, well, I might lose this one if I do anything with it. So I'm just going to hold on tight. 
like we can't have that perspective. We have to say, you know what, I, I know that I'm called to more. I know that God is telling me to do this. And that doesn't mean it's going to be easy. That doesn't mean it's always going to feel good, but we know that it's what we're called to do. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Isn't it? And I want to go back to something you said a bit earlier about, you know, the world telling us, I don't remember exactly what you said, but something along the lines of the world telling us, you know, we need to lose this weight or fit in this size clothing or whatever it is so that you feel better. So that, you know, whatever the outcome is. And most of us do have some kind of health goal. And for a lot of women, especially mums, um, a lot of it is to lose weight, to mm-hmm. fit back in my jeans that I wore before I had that baby. Um, but can can you just share with us, should we align? Um, and if if so, how do we align our health goals? Is it healthy for us to have lose X amount of weight as a health goal. Um, but how do we align those goals with the word of God? Yeah, to kind of answer, I mean, uh, yes, we should align our goals with God. And one of the things I like to say is that if we're not getting healthy for the glory of God, what's the point anyways? Um, and that's, you know, true of, I think, anything in our lives. But um, as far as the how, well, and to, and to answer, like, no, it's not wrong to have, you know, I want to get to a certain you know, number of pounds or whatever. And, and I think that that is going down a whole nother rabbit trail, but I think there's different seasons. Like, yes, I think everyone kind of has a, you know, quote unquote healthiest weight that they can live at, but weight is truly just a number um, because it's going to depend on your body's water content and fat content and muscle content. And, um, you know, the metabolism for the, the season of life that you're in, And so there's just all of these factors that when we put such high stakes on our health being linked to a number, that's where we get in our heads about it. That's not where I wanted to go with that answer, but I did feel like I wanted to throw that. No, no, no. It's good because it's a, (laughs) why, why do you want to get down down to that weight? If that's the. Yes. Yes. And that's exactly where I take my clients to. So that's kind of the, how that I do want to share is what I always Um, you know, encourage people to start out with is what is your vision? Um, What do you want your life and your health to look like? And and I I like to have women, um, you know, really put themselves there and imagine and write down everything that comes to mind for, you know, what it what does their health and life look like in a year? And then in five years, um, with as many details as possible, like, you know, what, you know, what struggles are you no longer having? Um, you know, what, if you're, you do have a weight goal, like, what is that weight goal? And like, be just being very specific. And then I always say to pray about it, you know, take it to God in all of it, like, including the why, you know, why do you want your health to be like that? Why do you want your life to be like that? And then truly sit and like, be with him and listen to what he has to say about it. Because, a, he has something to say about it. <laughs> um, and taking the time to listen is really important. But I think too, you know, he's created us in a way to enjoy and delight in life. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully you understand what I'm saying there. But but yeah, so once you kind of have, you know, you have that vision, you've prayed about it, um, you really spent some time with God about it and you know, okay, what what do I want? Why do I want it? You know, what do you have to say about this, God? And then the next step is really, truly, truly to invite him into the entire process. 
into every single decision that you're making about your health and let him lead you through all of that, you know, the good and the bad. Um, I like to, you know, remind women that God is not a God of guilt and shame. Like he longs for you to live in freedom. So really the safest place and the best place to be when things aren't going the way that you want, um, especially in your health is, is with him. You know, he's really the only one who can give you the answers that you're looking for if you're listening for him. So I think the last thing I'll share too, is just as you are pursuing your health goals, like seeking God first and always deepening your relationship with him above all else. When you're following of a diet or a strict workout plan or anything, like when that gets between you and God, that's when you've got a problem. Yeah, it's kind of like the, and it's so easy too. We can put, we can idolize it. We can idolize a diet. We can idolize Mm -hmm. getting to a certain number on the scale. We can make an idol out of so much and it's almost a little bit scary how easily we just as humans can do that but I think I love that having the foundation of your relationship with God and that being the forefront and like you you were saying you know seek first it's like the verse in Matthew is like seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will be added to you seek him first in that in that whole process I love that so thank you so much for sharing that I just want to get practical for a moment so how do we as busy mums because if you're a mum you're busy how how can we implement better healthy eating habits yeah um yeah I love that question and and so the uh, my favorite method that I teach I kind of mentioned a little bit earlier is uh, mindful nutrition, which is is my process for um, adopting intuitive eating. Um, the basic idea is really being fully present and mindful of what you're eating. I think so often as busy moms, it's easy to get caught up in the moment. It's easy to get caught up in um, the habits and the stress of life and Um, and like your kids, and you literally just don't have time to slow down and actually recognize that the choices that you're making around your eating. I like to say, if you don't know where else to start is to just start with getting curious, like asking yourself why, you know, do you always finish your kids' foods from their plate if they don't? Why? And I use that as an example because that was a struggle of mine. Yep, at least, <laughs> at least is agreeing with that one. Um, you know, and maybe the struggle is kind of this mindset of wastefulness that's kind of winning over your desire not to overeat, right? Or do you find yourself eating out um, a lot on busy weeknights? You know, the kids are busy with sporting um, activities or whatever. Um, you know, maybe the real issue isn't the choice to eat out, it's the lack of meal planning. Um, and, you know, you're making yourself a little bit too busy and not prioritizing, you know, wanting to make those healthy choices. So does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. And then, yeah, as far as the sweet tooth goes, that's a whole, I have a, a whole teaching that I do on emotional eating because so often that's what it is. Um, not always, but so often. And, um, but again, just getting curious, like, okay, I'm craving this, but why? Is it an emotional response? Is there something off with my hormones or something like that that's really causing me to crave this sugar? Um, you know, what am I trying to satisfy that I really should be looking outside of sugar for? So, so yeah, but that doesn't sound very practical. So I'll get a little bit more practical than that if you want me to at least. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love getting curious though. I love thinking about 
realize just picking up on things that you do like oh my daughter doesn't eat her crust for whatever so I'll just eat them and then oh, I'll call that breakfast um that is what I used to do terribly and I just well whatever uh but I don't think I ever stopped to think why why am I doing that is it because I've you know don't want to waste it is it because I am too lazy and can't be bothered to make my own breakfast is it because I that was just one instance when you were saying that I thought why why did I used to do that two things I love to start with when it comes to eating more mindfully or learning to eat more mindfully um, they really give you a good place to start with so the first one is really learning to recognize your hunger and your your full cues um, your body's natural ability to tell you when it's hungry and when it doesn't want any more food. Right. Um, and then the second one is making food choices based on caloric density, which I'll kind of explain in a minute, but, um, because those kind of sound complicated, but, um, super short overview. So the biggest part of mindful nutrition is learning, um, or relearning, I should say how to eat when you're hungry and not eat when you're not hungry. Like if I had to break it down as simple as that, like that's what it would be. But if I just tell you to do that, you're going to be like, there's no way, like I, there's so much more to it than that. Right. So, um, but the biggest part of that is that it requires you to pay attention to how much you're eating and to when you're hungry and not always to going straight to when the clock tells you to eat. Like that's kind of a habit thing that we've kind of picked up on. Um, I know for me personally, like I always struggled with feeling like I had to finish the food that was in front of me, even if I wasn't hungry for it, or even when I was like already super stuffed. Um, when I learned that it's actually okay to leave the food on my plate or to save it for later, like it made a huge difference in my health. Like I, I seriously stopped overeating, which allowed me to stop feeling that guilt and that shame of overeating too, which was kind of an added bonus. Cause I know that happens a lot. Like you kind of get into that, like, oh man, I messed up again. And then you're beating yourself up over it. And then it's a whole mindset thing. So that's the first one. And then the second one is, is making your, your food choices based on caloric density. So another way to say that is choosing nutritious foods. I don't like to think of foods as good or bad. You know, God made all food. That's what I teach. Um, but I also think that there are foods that feed our body nutrients. And there are foods that really just hinder our ability to live as our healthiest and best selves, right? Um, now, I'm curious, Elise, if I can put you on the spot for a minute, what comes to mind when I talk about foods that are nutritious versus foods that maybe are not nutritious? The foods that are nutritious, I think fruit and veggies and meat. Mm -hmm. Yep. And what about not nutritious? Not nutritious. I think about all the packaged food. Yep. Um, that about would sum it up. We had a conversation earlier, all the fake food in the supermarket, uh -huh. that's not really food. <laughs> yes. So those are spot on. Good job. You passed the test. <laughs> so yeah, essentially this, this idea of caloric density is, um, the number of calories in an amount of food, um, in relation to its weight. So for example, if you were to think of, um, a, think of a hundred calories of grapes versus a hundred calories of raisins. So hundred calories of grapes is like two and a half cups of grapes or something like that. Like you don't eat that in one serving, like yeah. the water content alone fills you up. Right. However, a hundred 
um, 100 calories of raisins is only about a fifth of a cup, which I should have looked up what the what the uh, measurement swap was. No, cup, cup, <laughs> we, can, we can do cup. So does that make sense? Like mm. you have this super small amount of raisins, it's the exact same number of calories as this huge amount of grapes. And so thinking about it that way, like if you were to just eat a fifth of a cup of raisins, would you actually feel full and be satisfied from that? Most people would grab like a whole handful or like a bowl full and just like keep snacking on them, right? Yeah. Because they're easy to eat there. It, it doesn't seem like they're giving you as many calories as they are, but they really are versus the grapes, like you, you know, that water content, like I mentioned before, like that really fills you up. So, so yeah, making, making decisions based on that. And it's, it's little swaps, like, you know, maybe for an afternoon snack, instead of having crackers, you have some fruits or veggies. Um, maybe with dinners, you start having two sides of veggies um, instead of a, a starch, you know, like a, a, a mashed potato or something like that. Right. Um, so hopefully, that gives your listeners somewhere to start when it comes to making their healthiest choices and, and really getting out of that diet mentality. But um, like I've said before, um, like the key is to just start where you are and grow from there, like making those small changes over time. So. Yeah. I love that. Start where you are and grow from there because it's, you know, we, we can think our minds just go directly to the end goal. Um, Mm -hmm. But if you are someone who, you know, is starting from basically scratch, that's really overwhelming. So yeah, mm-hmm. how can I how can I eat one thing better this meal? How can I eat one thing yeah. better today? Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. And so we're running out of time, but can you quickly, so you've talked about mindful nutrition. Can you really mm-hmm. quickly talk about mm-hmm. the other part of your process is joyful movement? And I really want to quickly yes. do that because mm-hmm. um, I know exercise is something that Mums can feel like is more of a chore than something mm-hmm. that they find joyful. So can you um, share your thoughts around that? Yes, absolutely. So um, yeah, part of the reason I call I, I call it joyful movement because one, you should enjoy how you're moving your body. And two, movement doesn't have to be exercise. Like movement can just be your daily life, you know, cleaning the house, maybe taking a little extra, a couple extra steps. Maybe it's going for a family walk or having a dance party in your living room with your kids in the middle of the day. Like things like that are, are all adding to, um, your, um, your daily movement, your daily life. And it's actually exercise and movement can increase your energy because you have those, um, you know, the endorphins and things like that, um, that can really, uh, help boost your energy, but also boost your mood, um, just moving around and things like that. And so that's kind of the, the, my, the basic, explanation of joyful movement. Of course, you know, I don't want to discount that there are a lot of benefits to intentional exercise as well. Um, But again, it's one of those things where you, you have to do what is realistic and what you're capable of in this moment. And the, the biggest thing that I want to say to, to those who are listening, who feel like it's super overwhelming to think about adding an exercise routine, you know, into your day, into your week, um, it doesn't have to be simplify it down to what is realistic and what you're actually capable of in the season of life that you're living in. Like, can you do 20 minutes of exercise two times a week? Great. Like do that. You know, even if it's walking, even if it's yoga, even if it's something super, um, you know, gentle that doesn't use a whole lot of energy, like 
I like to tell my clients like something is better than nothing, but also you want to enjoy what it is that you're doing. And so again, you know, we've said it multiple times, like start where you are and grow from there. Like what can you do in this season of life right now to, to move your body regularly and to enjoy it? Mm, I love that so much. And I think that that is exactly what mums need to hear is that it doesn't have to be this vigorous, like, all right, now do this and do this and do this. It's just, where can you add in a dance party? Go for a walk, go to the park and maybe you walk around the park while you watch your kids mm-hmm. instead of sitting on the bench and not doing anything. Absolutely. So I love that. Thank you so much, Lauren, for coming on. Can you yeah. just share? I know that people are going to, one, want to know more about emotional eating. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and where everyone can find you. Um, I know you have a podcast as well, so um, I'd love to let the listeners know. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, Elise. This has been so fun. Um, I just, I love sharing this kind of stuff. I'm super passionate about it, obviously. Um, so yeah, I can be found mainly on my podcast. It's called Healthy and Empowered Living. And then I also have a free Facebook community. I'd love to invite anyone to. Um, it's called Joyful Health for Christian Moms. Um, super fun community. We kind of keep each other accountable and share recipes and things like that. Um, and then I'd also, I have a free gift I'd love to offer your listeners as well, if that's okay. Yeah, go for it. Um, it, is, um, it is a guide, a free guide called uh, Five Ways Christian Moms Can Live Healthy Even When They Feel Too Busy. Um, and that can be downloaded at healthyandempoweredliving.com forward slash resources, which I'll make sure that at least has the link to that. So yeah, again, thank you so much, Elise, for having me on. It's been a blast. Awesome. We'll have all the links of everything, how to connect with you, get your guide, all that in the show notes. But pleasure having you on, Lauren, and you have a beautiful day. Thanks. Well, that wraps up another episode, and I pray that you were blessed by today's conversation and really got something out of it for you to take into your motherhood this week. If you did get something out of today's episode, please subscribe, leave a review so I know that you're loving the show. You can also come and chat on Instagram. The handle is at Wholesome Mama. And don't forget, we have a Facebook community too with mums just like you who are in the trenches of mothering littles. So come and join us over there as well. The link for everything is always in the show notes. Have a beautiful week, mum. Be blessed and I will be with you next week.